0: Hey everybody, welcome to Detroit Lions Podcast. It's week four, coming off of a win. Uh, this is your Mission Brown episode for week four uh, without Russ Brown, so you guys are just going to have to tolerate it. Uh, it. It is it is, uh, it's sad that he can't be here to be a part of this, but we're going to move on. Um, he'll be back next week. Maybe even later this week. We'll see how it goes. So, uh... We're gonna we're gonna hit after the break. We're gonna hit a little bit of the Atlanta Week Three game, and we're gonna look forward to uh, the Lions game Thursday night coming up at Green Bay. Uh, so stay tuned. Coming at you right after the jump. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is. Detroit Lions podcast. Right off the hop, um, I think we all we all can appreciate the way the Lions played, uh, you know, against Atlanta and how easy they made that that game look on both sides of the ball. And that's not to take away from from Atlanta so much because it's a pretty good football team. It's just, I, I guess, the one takeaway I would I would I would run with after that game is that the the Falcons are just absolutely not set up to come from behind they're just, they're just not they're they're set up to to run the football you know um take time off the clock reduce possessions and uh essentially play from ahead is where the Falcons are gonna be at their best so if they ever if they ever you know if they're they're in games where they they get more than a seven point lead I would expect them to to do pretty well in those situations where, you know, they can run the ball and just generate first downs, and you know, make make themselves uh, just keep themselves ahead in situations like that. But in this game, that is not how it played out. As it is, and it is not what happened. And asking that particular offense with with uh, Desmond Ritter at quarterback to make throws and and keep and and keep them in games where they're down. And coming from behind is just it's just not working. It's not going to work uh, for what for what he is as a player and how they're built. So um, kind of running off of that is is just a concept of you love how the Lions got enough done on offense with without some key pieces. You know, David Montgomery is a key piece. Uh, we'll get into that looking forward in a little bit. Uh, Taylor Decker is a huge piece. You know, so I mean they were they were missing some pieces. They were they were uh they were not at full strength yet. They were able to get some plays made. Um Jared Goff again played really well. Uh I'm gonna you know we're gonna have to at some point eat some crow on that one. Um and I know I know you know what I'm talking about. Uh just you know looking at what they did on offense they did enough to get that that game won. But on defense it was it was interesting how In the first two weeks, they played a very conservative sort of contain. I don't want to say contain. It's the wrong word. Definitely contain in week one. But real passive in week two, um, their approach to how they were going to attack the passer. And this week was a very different story. You had Hutchinson looking just ridiculous. Uh, Huge, you know, a huge game from him. But you also had a sack from Derek Barnes. You had a sack from Jack Campbell. You had, you know... You kind of had it all working, and Atlanta has a good offensive line. So, you know, the Lions did this last year. They went long stretches early in the season last year where they looked like they weren't going to generate a ton of pressure. They weren't going to They weren't going to get things done that way, and then they just seemed to, to, to flip a switch when Aubrey Pleasant got moved on when he was uh, let go. It just seemed like their defense went in a different direction, and it just freed them up to get after the quarterback. So you kind of know it's there. Uh, it just, we needed to see it. And we, and we saw that in week three. So that was, you know, I, I think for us, Lions fans, just kind of watching that one play out, it was just, you know, we're going to sweat tight games all year. This was not one of them. So, you know, it's nice to get a, a divisional win, not a divisional, a conference win, I should say. Um, it's nice to be two and one. We can look back at the Seattle game. we were going to do this the entire year and think they should be three and zero. but here we are. It's week four. We're moving on to uh, a Thursday night game at Green Bay. So there's a couple things that I'm I'm interested in to see how they play out, and and obviously it's too soon after three games to really know. And really, and with one of these situations, it's a, it's a one game exposure. Um, and that is essentially the usage for Jameer Gibbs with David Montgomery in, and with David Montgomery out. Conventionally, it's not a great thing to have to be like a backup or a second fiddle type of player to a guy who's getting the majority of the the between-the-tackles carries. But it just seemed like in the Atlanta game that the Lions were pretty insistent on running the ball with Gibbs and less uh, concerned with throwing the ball to Gibbs where he's much more dynamic. And I think that if we just take that that one-week sample – and sort of like set it aside but but glean a little something from it it's that the lions offense needs to establish a ground presence they did that with Montgomery in weeks 1 and 2 until he got hurt and last week against Atlanta they did that with Gibbs while not really uh using the running backs in out of the pass out of the backfield in the passing game it's just something they didn't really go to and if I were to really examine how I would have wanted to see Gibbs used, I would have I would have been very wrong <laughs> on, on a video last week. So I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't say something like I I thought I you know I, I just thought they would use Gibbs differently. Uh, clearly, they they used him in a much more traditional sense, but I do think he's much more dynamic catching the ball and out in space. It's obvious. Then, he is just you know getting jammed between the tackles kind of stuff. So Montgomery is supposed to be back this week, which makes me very, very excited to watch this offense and just to see how they get Gibbs in the space because it's just a matter of time. It, I mean, it is. It's just a matter of time before he pops a big one. So um, I didn't know that it, it's looking like Taylor Decker is returning also, which is which is great news. Uh, it sounds like he had a high ankle sprain, so he's missed a little bit of time. Cheers. Sorry, coffee. So the Lions are going to roll into this game relatively healthy. So, you know, when we're looking at kind of what Green Bay has going on, both offensively and defensively, and, and what the Lions have going on both ways, I, you know, I don't think this is, uh, I mean, obviously traveling in the NFL is tough and playing inside the division is tough, but it's a, this is a huge opportunity for the Lions to to kind of separate themselves. This is not a matchup that should be I mean, it's it's a tough matchup. It's Green Bay on the road, but the Lions have some advantages uh, on offense. I don't know if Jair Alexander is coming back or not, but if even if he does, the Lions are kind of built to with kind of withstand some of what he might offer. He's more of an outside player, and their their offense seems to be running through Amon Ross, St. Brown out of the slot. Uh, obviously, Laporta has been ridiculous, he's just been amazing, and then running the ball. So if Alexander returns it's cool it doesn't necessarily impact all that much of what the Lions are going to do obviously getting Sewell back on the right side and having Taylor Decker be okay on the left side recovered from the from the ankle sprain is a big deal for Jared Goff and keeping him in and you know keeping him upright comfortable and all those things and he's obviously playing at a very high level right now so I think that we're looking at a scenario where the Lions offense should be able to produce and get themselves into a situation where they're putting points on the board and forcing the Packers to kind of keep pace with them. And then it's a matter of, you know, like looking back to last week, Atlanta couldn't do that. So are the Packers built to potentially, I can't believe I'm saying this, but (laughs) are they built to come from behind? Are they built to, to stay with an offense like as productive. Now, now I'm assuming that the lions are going to play well on offense and put up some points, but are the, are the patterns built there and their offensive line is good, but you know, and as efficient as, as um, Jordan love was through two games and yeah, they won last week late. There is some, there is some turnover luck that's, that's happening for him. I think he has, he has four turnover worthy throws through, through three games um, you would hope that the Lions could take advantage of some of that. Obviously, if they're gonna if they're gonna be able to to bring pressure like they did, um, in, in unconventional ways and conventional ways like they did against Atlanta, you would think that Love would be feeling a little pressure and there'd be some some potential problems for him, specifically if they have to get away from running the ball with with Aaron Jones, who sounds like he's returning. So that's kind of where that's kind of you know just the thoughts rolling around like can the lions get up enough to really put some pressure on, on loved and force him to make, you know, big boy throws in the face of pressure, not turn the ball over all those things. So there's a couple ways I think you can, you could, you could see this and, and it's the lions offense scores enough points to put them in a position where they're not running away from, from the Packers, but they're, you know, they're running the ball in the third and fourth quarter up and, uh, you know, just chewing up clock and that kind of stuff. You still need golf to perform well. You, you need golf to play well. Turnovers are a big deal. So you know, no fumbles. It goes without saying, but you can't have kick returns for touchdowns. You can't have. You can't have punt returns. You know, I mean? so you just have to avoid giving up big plays both defensively and in in the kicking game. While also generating enough big plays with your offense to kind of mitigate what Green Bay can do, and that's just. You know, that's as simple a football as as there is. I think it's interesting that we see Aleem McNeil pop against uh, Atlanta the way he did last week. And the way they lined up Hutchinson inside where he wins really, he wins at a pretty high rate. And it's just, it's just you know, I, I hope that, yes, one game sample size, but I, I hope it's just one of these strings of games where they're going to be able to pressure We'll see what Jordan the Jordan Love can do in the face of that pressure. Uh, Christian Watson may be returning. Uh, he hasn't played yet, so you know there's going to be some rust there. He's a very fast player, so you you know, in the end, you hope that the Lions can harass Love enough to keep him uncomfortable and putting the ball into dangerous places, and he will, while not allowing their running game to get going so much. Um and even if that's the case the Lions run defense has been really really good so far. You know, and I mean they limited Bijan last week. Bijan's pretty awesome. Uh he's fun to watch. And the Lions did a really good job with him last week. Obviously bad down a distance for him. So it situationally wasn't great for for what what the Falcons want to do running the ball, but you know it, this Lions still did a, a good job of limiting him. This is all very flowery and positive sounding and it makes me super uncomfortable sitting here this entire time listening to the things that are echoing back into my head that I'm saying and I'm I'm really wondering if I'm gonna get kicked in the nuts Thursday after everything I just said. Truthfully, metaphorically. I hope. So there's but that's that's kind of like old lions thinking, right? So and this is this is the this is what we all what we all are going to have to get past is sort of that lingering hanging on of uh, you know, if it was a few years ago, they'd be in this situation. But this would be the the game that they would just lay an egg kind of thing. And you know, <laughs> we we have to get we have to get past that because as the season rolls on, the Lions are going to play much bigger games than they're than they're going to play in Week Four against Green Bay. Um, much more important games. And you know, the idea of of um, uh, just how things used used to be is is just is old. It's old thinking. This is a different group of people making decisions. You know, from from a draft standpoint, from a free agency standpoint, and from a coaching standpoint. And I know we can we can argue about the draft that we did, and we will again. And we can argue about lots of things. But you know, when you end up with Brian Branch in round two and Sam Laporte in round two, you know, uh, it's pretty good. It kind of offsets, you know, whatever else, wherever deficiencies we may we may have viewed the draft, but I mean, those guys look like legit, real deal players at really impactful positions, and and they've helped them through three games, which is which is remarkable. The injuries have been brutal uh, all around the league so far, so you know that that's another that's another issue. Like, you know, are you are you okay in this game with injuries and the injury luck that's there, and obviously we've mentioned it, but turnovers are going to play a a, a very meaningful role in this game. You know, if the lions can get, if they can get some pressure and get one, you know, or more and, and help themselves steal a possession kind of thing. I think that, you know, that could be, that could be interesting stuff. I wouldn't say that I would be, I wouldn't say at this point that um, Ben Johnson has gotten real, super creative with what they've done on offense. And I know some of that has been because of, Is some of the players that they've missed on offense, like you know, you're you're missing Taylor Decker and you're missing David Montgomery. You just need to get through it. And against Atlanta, they did, you know, and and that was some of the appreciation of that game of of, it just looked like a hot knife through butter when they needed it to, and then they just kind of pulled in the reins and just all right, let's just grind out this win. And as a coach at a very minor level in the high school level, I I can appreciate that kind of stuff because. It's not easy to do. It's not easy just to 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 grind out that kind of a win. It's just not. So, lots of appreciation looking back at what they did in week 3 and how and how aggressive they were at times on offense, but defensively how what they did. And then looking forward, you know, thinking about Green Bay and where they are and what's going on with them offensively and defensively and I know that they've missed pieces too and they've had lots of injuries, you know, through three games. But this sets up nicely for the Lions. It just does, and again, it makes me uncomfortable to say it. I'm going to smile and just kind of shake my head at my own uh, internal dialogue that's happening right now, which is, which is, yeah, it's not great, uh, but it's just nagging there. So, and we'll get past it. I'm hopeful that we're that through lots of um, breathing exercises and all other such nonsense, whatever. Uh we can move past these nagging thoughts that that shouldn't be there because because there's this is just different. It's different, it feels different, it is different. You have a quarterback playing at a really high level, you have offensive weapons, you have players returning. I don't know what the line is. I don't care. Uh I don't know what the point total is. I don't necessarily care. I think the lions are built to play just in any way they want to play. Whether that means grinding a game with the running game and, and, you know, play action. I, I mean, that's what they want to do, but there's some splash plays that they'll get too. And the idea of, and I really want people, I mean, in the, in the comments, if you want to crush me on this, that's fine. But I do think it's better for Gibbs not to have 17 carries kind of what, I don't know what he had. I, I'm making that number up. It was, I think it might've been. So what at 17, I don't know. What it um, not to have too many conventional traditional looks as a runner uh, between, in you know between the tackles where he 's taken up where he 's taken lots of contact, I want him in space, and I think the the idea that Montgomery returning really opens up pieces of that offense that we just haven 't seen yet is something that 's valid and and I think that they're, they're, this is a game where you 're going to see things that they 've been working on and and really dialing up for a few weeks. So getting Montgomery back is a big deal. I think it 's a bigger deal than people think so overall. I have a very positive outlook for for what's going to happen Thursday night, and I hope you guys do too. Um, stay with us here as we as we try to figure out our schedule. Uh, football season's rough for both of us. We both are coaching uh, our kids, and and um, you know. Mine is mine's a little older than Russ's, but we're you know we're both involved in that. So you know as the season moves on, it'll, we're going to get freed up to do two of these a week. One of them will be a post game. One of them will be a pre game. Um, we may because of, because it's Thursday night. We, Russ and I may hit uh, a pre like a post game, like a recap kind of a thing, possibly uh, coming maybe Saturday this weekend. So no promises because I don't I don't know what his future is. And I don't know um, exactly what I've got going on. If we can hit it, we will. So again, pretty, pretty good vibes, pretty positive thoughts for, uh, for what could be happening and coming on Thursday night. And I've talked about this and we'll, we'll, we can all help each other in this process, kind of hold each other's hands, if we will, through this nagging sort of uh, negative talk that we might have in our, it's almost like I'm golfing and and I'm playing great and I'm hitting everything perfectly fine, right? You know, like striping everything. But in the back of my mind, I know I'm, I know it's just a matter of time before I snap hook one out of bounds because that's what I do. And, uh, you know, but it's a different me and it's a different swing and they're different clubs and I'm using a, a new ball and everything should be different. But that negative self-talk is still there. Oh, I need help. <laughs> you, I think you all know that. So, regardless, very positive vibes about Thursday, and hopeful that we're, we're going to roll out of that game uh, three and one, and in a real nice position through four games. So that's it for Bishop Brown for uh, for uh, for pregame for week four. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Let's bring it in here together. Let's 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 go up, let's 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 baby. Lions on three. One, two, three. Press. Um, you've had enough of that shit.